Welcome back, friends. You are listening to Parenting for the Culture on the Black Love Podcast Network, and I am your host, Cherise Sims, mama to six beautiful but sometimes challenging heavens. They are ages 13, 11, 10, 7, 5, and 5. And today they are all in camp. Hallelujah. I have the house to myself. I have a few hours to myself. If you know, I usually share the peak and pit of my day with my community. It is something that I do with my own family that just allows us to connect a little bit more and open up conversation to greater things. So that is definitely the peak of my day right now. Just having for the first time in a long time being in my house with all of the children out of my house uh, and the pit of my day is that I thought I was going to enjoy some peace and quiet, but apparently I have a neighbor's dog who is bored or mad or sees a friend across the street whose attention they're trying to get. And this dog has been barking for the past half an hour, which usually wouldn't bother me and is fine. But now I'm trying to record. So y'all, if you hear a dog in the background, it's my neighbor's dog. And after I record, maybe I'm going to go over and say what's up, see what he needs, because he seems uncared for this morning. (laughs) Uh, So yes, that's the peak and pit of my day. Today, I want to talk about children and chores. So I had a conversation with my sister earlier. I feel like y'all hear a lot about my sister. If you want to know her name, she's Adria. She's beautiful. She's my best friend. Y'all are going to get to know her because I think you already have. But we were talking about our children and chores and their clean rooms, which doesn't even exist. Our children are magical in having messy rooms. Do y'all experience that? The mess is just incredible, the way that they have messy rooms. And even five minutes after they clean the room, it seems to be messy again. And you go up and you're like, I thought we just cleaned this. What happened? So I want to talk to you a little bit about what's happening with your children developmentally, what we can do, and what we should expect. So first of all, I know that all of us have children of different ages, so I'm going to try to kind of touch on the different ages, starting from the youngest going upward to our teenagers. I will say that I think chores are a very necessary skill for children to have. And I think a lot of times as parents, one trap that I find myself often falling into is the fact that I just want to clean house. And I am very much so that person that is like, I'll just do it myself, or I just want it done. I don't even care how it gets done. I just want it done. And so I have to, again, going back to that pillar awareness, I have to be very aware and conscious to step back and not always be doing the things that my children should be learning how to do. Because part of my job as a parent is to equip them to be an adult who can manage themselves and, you know, handle a household which ultimately will help them handle their lives <laughs> and other things. So I I just want to start there with saying, moms, dads, I know sometimes it feels easier to just do it. And sometimes we don't even notice ourselves just doing it because we're starting to do these things when we have infants who are too little to be picking anything up and cleaning anything up. And we use their nap time to clean up. And as they get older, we seem to be blind right? We talked about blind spots in another episode. That is one of our blind spots. Sometimes we seem to be blind as to what our children are able and capable of doing. So I will say that starting with our young ones, I think as early, honestly, as early as your children are able to grab something and pick it up, if they can grab it and pick it up, they can grab it and put it away. 
Now, obviously, if you have a baby who's crawling and picking things up, you're not going to expect them to pick up their room. But what you can do is start to introduce the idea of cleaning. And again, this is where sometimes my teacher tools come into the house and I use my teacher tools in the house. So things like having set times with your children where you know you're playing for a little while and now you're getting ready to clean up, put on a cleanup song. Grab that basket that you have the toys in and have your little one, your baby who's crawling, who can pick up a toy, have them pick up the toy and help you put it away so that they start to understand what cleaning looks like. And one thing you can also tell them is like, walk them through with words, walk them through what you're doing. Use words like we're cleaning. Use words like we're organizing. Use words like we're putting the toys away. And when you do this, you're teaching them and building their vocabulary. You're also helping them to connect what they're doing with what the task is so that that becomes a foundation of what they can expect as they get older. In general, my rubric with children developmentally is kind of really letting the child lead and guide you and show you what they can do. But it is a lot of the reverse. So the same way that you can say if a child can pick up a toy or take out a toy, they can put away a toy. It's the same thing. If a child can reach up to a toy, they can reach back and put the toy away, right? Now, I guess the reverse doesn't work when it comes to sweeping, right? They can make a mess and spill a mess on the floor. They can't sweep it. However, they can start to help you with things. So if your children are making a big mess where sweeping is involved, they can be a part of helping you. So if a child can hold a dustpan, I would have them hold the dustpan with you. But before I get too much in like random examples... Let's talk a little bit about why making sure that your children have chores is important. There is a term circulating lately that seems to be becoming more and more popular, dare I say even trendy. And I say trendy because a lot of times I feel like in these different spaces, we get really attached to words and phrases and we never really know exactly what they mean or how to utilize them and we're just kind of throwing them around. So this term that I'm thinking about, raise your hand if you've heard it. It's called executive functioning skills. And executive functioning skills is something that we are developing our whole childhood, adolescence, early adulthood, and many of us as adults are still learning it, practicing it, finding tools. But it is the skills that allows us to adult, essentially. It is the skills that allows us to think in an organizational manner. Like it is just the skill of organizing your thoughts. That is something that I struggle with often. So here I am an adult still working on building these skills. It is the skills that allows your brain to think in an organized way and manage tasks, thoughts, organizations that allows you to get things done and be successful in your day, in your life, even when it comes to emotions. Now there are several different parts to executive functioning skills. And that's why I think sometimes when I say it's trendy, I think we get lost because we kind of have one idea or thought of it. Today, I just want to talk about it in the realm of chores. We may do a future episode that really dives into executive functioning skills and the seven different parts of it and how we can cultivate that holistically. But today, I just want to talk about it in regards to chores and teaching our children chores. So here are two ways that chores can really help develop executive functioning skills. It does definitely help with the skill of being able to organize. And the amazing thing with the brain, because obviously when you hear organization and chores, you're thinking of where do the shoes go? Where do the books go? How do we organize our papers? How do we organize our backpack? And yes, that's true. 
but it's also building the organizational skill in the brain. So I think I make this reference a lot because I love this reference. But if y'all think about Karate Kid and the whole wax on, wax off, it's like there are certain activities and exercises we do that build muscles that help us in several different areas. So yes, we can learn how to organize shoes, but that also helps us learn how to organize our thoughts. It also helps us learn how to organize our time. So when we're doing chores, we are building the organizational muscles in our brain. We are also working on the skill of time management. If you're doing chores in a way where you are setting timers or doing, you know, these different things that actually allow children to see time as a tangible thing and start understanding the concept of time and how to manage their time. So chores are definitely something if y'all are out there asking, should my child be doing chores, regardless of how old your child is, if they are crawling and walking already, yes, they should be doing chores. The rubric by which I say they should be doing chores is really just trying to see what they're capable of. If you think about preschool, right, by the time your child is four, in preschool, I guarantee you they are cleaning up after themselves. Every center that they take out, every toy they take out, they are putting those toys away. Every time they are using markers, they are putting the tops on markers and teachers are always saying, make sure you press until you hear the top click, right? We're not just throwing markers in a bin. We are teaching them how to be aware that the markers dry out, that you got to click the top till the markers are all the way closed, and then how to neatly put them in somewhere. Here's something that I love about schools that oftentimes we miss at homes. There's that dog. Y'all hear that dog? He wants me. I know it. I'm gonna go visit him after. (laughs) But in schools, we make organization a little bit easier for children. We get rid of things like boxes, right? Like if you buy a, a set of markers for your child and they're coloring, oftentimes at home, we keep the little box, the Crayola box that the markers came in. These Crayola boxes are oftentimes like flimsy. They're thin. It's hard to put the pens in there. So sometimes your child just struggles with putting the pen in and then they throw it on the ground or throw it away. In schools, we usually have different types of cubby holders or little pen holders where they can more easily put it in. And also, I kind of feel like I geek out about them and I get excited, but it may not be exciting. I don't know. (laughs) But when we have those little marker holders in schools, you'll see them on the tabletops or on the shelves and the children have to put them in there. It's more than them just learning how to put a marker away, right? They have the responsibility of learning how to put the caps on. They have the awareness of when you don't handle your responsibility, things dry out. They don't work. You can't use them, right? They also have the practice of like hand-eye coordination because they've got to put it in the little hole and it's got to make it there the way that it's supposed to fit. And they're also learning things like organization. Where do these things go? They are also learning things like geography. Again, where do these things go? Even though it's just within a classroom, they are learning so many skills within these one skill of putting things away. Now, I know a lot of times one of the things we run into is this idea of like tantrums over chores. Our children don't want to clean up. Clean up, as my son says, is boring. They're mad. They want to run away. And oftentimes as parents, we get upset and triggered. We're like, I bought this for y'all. You took it out. You made this mess. Now you just expect me to clean it up. You got to learn how to clean up after yourself. I want you to understand something when it comes to children and chores and cleaning things up. A lot of times we are interrupting the child in whatever they're doing, and we're taking them away from the thing that 
they are enjoying. Like imagine you are watching, for me, it would be Law and Order SVU, drinking my Starbucks, and somebody just comes in all of a sudden and is like, time to turn that off, time to turn that off, throw, throw the rest of your Starbucks away and wash out your cup. I would be really mad. <laughs> that is not how I would want to be addressed at all. And I understand some people have the argument, but you're an adult, they're a child. We're all human and we all have the same feelings. So when it comes to your children, if they're in the midst of an activity or play, this is kind of where that time management and chores starts to come in in the first place, is giving them the skill of knowing, here's how much time you have left to play. We're not going to have surprises. I'm not going to interrupt your game. I'm going to give you a moment to finish your game or finish your drawing or finish your building but we are going to have to clean up. It's going to happen in this time, right? So we start to give them that pillar E expectation so they're not just thrown off and feeling like what is important to them doesn't matter. Um, And we're starting to teach them that time management. This is going to allow you a little bit more cooperation when it comes to cleaning up. I also want you to think about the idea that, and this is one thing that I run into with one of my children in specific, is That when you say clean up, oftentimes for our children, and this is where those executive functioning skills of organizing your thoughts comes into play, oftentimes our children will see several things on the floor or several things out on the table, and the idea of just, quote, clean up is extremely overwhelming. That is a large task. It's as if I... I don't know, let me, my laundry, right? We got 10 people in the house. We got a lot of laundry all the time. If somebody just handed me a whole pile of laundry and was like, you have to do this right now, finish the laundry right now, I would immediately be so overwhelmed just because I'm looking at the mass amount of laundry that needs to be done. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, where do I start? As an adult, of course, I know where to start. As a child, they don't know where to start. So sometimes they're looking at this mess. It's too much to do. So in order to help them with that and teach them the skills of organizing their thoughts and organizing their tasks, we have to break down the tasks. We have to understand that they are seeing a large task. And the way that we break it down is by saying very specific things. Instead of saying, clean up your room, we say, grab all your Legos and put them in the Lego bin. Once they've done that, and we can even say, grab your Legos and put them in the Lego bin before this song ends, right? And then put on a song. That's something I do with my children. It makes it a little more fun, a little more pleasant, and it allows them the understanding and concept of time and how much time they have to get this task done. Then when they finish that, I'll say, all right, now let's get the stuffed animals off the floor and put them on your bed. We have this song now, or let's count, let me see if you can beat me before I count to 50, right? And they love that. Anytime for the younger children, anytime you can somehow turn cleaning into a game, they are going to be much more likely to cooperate from you with you because you are taking them from play and then inviting them into more play. So one option is taking them from play and telling them they have to do a boring task that is probably large and overwhelming and uninviting. The other one is we're going to end that game, but we're going to start this game that's going to meet my needs and your needs and everybody's going to have fun, right? So your children are going to be more cooperative if you can turn it into a game. You can turn it into a game by trying to beat a song, trying to race each other. You pick up the, the clothes while I pick up the shoes. Let's see who gets done first. This also al- allows that collaboration piece. 
You know, a lot of times we think as adults, we just want to say what to do. But when our children are young, they really need our collaboration and our partnership. This doesn't mean that we're doing the things for them. It just means that we're their support. And because we're older and, you know, a little smarter and we can see what's going on, we can pick the easiest thing in the room. Oh, why don't you get the markers while while I get the pillows? I wonder if you're so fast that you can get the markers before I get the pillows, right? You don't actually have to be in there working. But when we're teaching our children chores at a young age, you do need to be there for support because this is a big task. They haven't learned how to do it yet. They don't have the thought breakdown, the task breakdown. So it's our job as parents to teach them how to take these large tasks, break them down into smaller tasks, give them a time frame on when it has to be done, and then give them a relationship with doing chores and cleaning that feels good by putting on music, by playing a game. They're going to be more likely to do these things as they get older and hopefully as adults, right? Because we don't want an adult child and we walk into their house and their house is nasty. We'll be like, didn't we teach you better? (laughs) Now, with our older children, you're definitely going to get some pushback, right? I know for myself and so many parents, I always hear the story of when my child was younger They used to clean up all the time and they were so great and now they're older and I can't get them to clean for nothing, right? Of course, this is upsetting. Of course, it's frustrating because by this point, and by this point, I mean probably starting at around nine years old and for sure 13 years old, we think and expect that by this point, they know how to clean and they should be doing it on their own. So we are frustrated when we see that their room is still a mess, when we see that they still don't know where their homework is because they misplaced it and now we're running late out the door because they don't have this stuff, right? Again, this is executive functioning skills. You need homework when you go to school. You got to be organized with your stuff. So you got to clean up so you know where your homework is so we can get to school on time. We get frustrated and we look at it as just straight defiance. We're like, I've been teaching you this skill for so long. I know that you know how to do this. Now you're just being defiant. Now I'm mad. Now we got to think about some punishments and consequences because this isn't working. I want to advocate for our older youngers a little bit for a moment here. Bear with me. And I want to say that it is actually extremely age appropriate that between 9 and 13 years old, you start to see your children become these messy little people in the house, these nasty rooms that they've snuck their food into. Uh, Maybe I'm just talking about myself. I know I'm not just talking about myself, but maybe with the food, right? I go up to my kids' rooms. I don't know if I've told y'all before, I dread going upstairs. (laughs) It is only children that live upstairs and I hate it up there. (laughs) But I go up there and there's random Coke cans under beds. I don't even buy Coke, so I don't know where they got a Coke can from. There is random snacks and plates and stuff upstairs. If y'all have been wondering where the forks went, check your 13-year-old's room. Check your nine-year-old's room. That's where all the cups, forks, spoons, knives, they're all up there. They might be in a drawer. I don't know why, but they are up there. So (laughs) we go up there, we get mad, we think they're being defiant. It is actually age appropriate. If you talk to any parent of a nine-year-old or a teenager, right, you are going to hear the same story, that they are messy, that they shove stuff under their bed, they shove stuff in their closet, in their drawers. Now, just because it's age appropriate doesn't mean that it's okay, but it does allow us to have a little bit more tolerance. I I won't even say tolerance. What's the right word? 
it makes it easier for us, right? I don't have to deal with as much frustration because I don't necessarily have to look at it as defiance. I can look at it and say, okay, this is age appropriate. Now what do we do about it? So it saves us and gives us a little bit more peace to know that it's age appropriate. And let me tell you why it's age appropriate. During these ages, and again, it, it's going to change a little bit depending on the child. That's why I see say you might see it as early as nine years old. You may not see it until 13 years old. Don't be fooled. Don't, don't tell yourself, well, I didn't think I had that child because it wasn't until 13. You have a child. You have a human. Everybody's going to go through relatively the same type of development, but it's going to happen at different periods of time and stages in their life, right? Or different years. But what happens is that they are going through another huge growth spurt, both physically and in their brains. They are going through a huge growth spurt where things are changing, they're growing, they're learning new things. And so their brains cannot manage all of the growth that is happening and all of the tasks that are in front of them. So again, this is where we have to come in and support them and help them with the executive functioning skill of doing their chores. And again, even with our older ones, it looks like breaking down the tasks, telling them to start with just throwing out all the trash and then bringing the trash down. Then bring down all the cups, plates, and spoons, right? But at this age, because another part of executive functioning skill is like the self-control aspect of it. So at this age, you want to start teaching them the self-control aspect. This might look a little bit more like checklists. Make them a checklist. Put it in their bedroom. You don't have to be up there with them monitoring everything they're doing. You don't have to be up there with them playing games about who can get your clothes off the floor the fastest, right? That would be ridiculous for me and my 13-year-old to be playing a game. Actually, I'm going to do it because that sounds ridiculously fun. I'm going in my 13-year-old's room today and making her play a game with me. I'll tell you how it goes. But (laughs) with her, I can use things like checklists. One thing that I do with my older children that I love, I learned it from my husband who was talking about the way that the universities are ran because he's a professor, works in the universities. But what they do is they take a picture of what the room should look like when it's clean. So my children have pictures of what their room should look like, what I mean clean looks like. And they have a picture of it, so they have a reference point. So they can look at the picture and say, oh, that's not supposed to be over there on the floor. Let me put that part away. So pictures and checklists help them to organize all of these things that they have to do when their brain is overwhelmed with all of the things that are already happening in their brain. The other thing that helps is just the basic necessities, right? Because we're talking about like a mental load. You often hear about parent burnout because of the mental load of all the things we have to manage. Our children experience that as well. So other things that are going to help your children with chores are going to be things like making sure they get enough sleep, making sure they have enough to eat, making sure that they have the energy and the fuel that they need to be able to handle the tasks that are in front of them. Moving forward, one thing that I'm not going to get to today, but I would love to get to in the future, is where do we stand on chores and allowances? So we have established that it is important and necessary for your children to be learning and doing chores. And in the future, I'm not sure when, but in the future, I do want to talk about whether or not we are paying them for these chores. Now, if you are interested in seeing more of a breakdown of age-appropriate chores, because it looks more like a list and I didn't just want to list things off today in this episode, but that is why I do have our Parenting for the Culture podcast club. It's a free Google Classroom. 
on there, I will upload a little cute checklist of like age appropriate chores for zero to two, two to four, four to six, so on and so forth, so that you can have an idea of what you can expect your child to be able to do. But also your child is going to show you. You're going to be able to see what they're capable of doing. And if you're not sure, step back for a moment, see what they can do, see where they need help, and then kind of gauge what, what their chores can be in that way. In the meantime, if you like this episode, let me know. Tell me in the comments or the reviews right here. If you have any other questions about parenting, there are so many questions. I love to answer questions. So send your questions to me on Instagram at Sheree Sims, or you can email us at podcasts with an S at blacklove.com. All right, my friends, your homework for this week is to take a moment to figure out what chores you're going to give your child. Maybe you do this right after the peak and pit of your day. It'll be the pit of their day, but go ahead and let them know what their chores are about to start being. Clarify with them what your expectations of them for keeping their their rooms clean, their things clean. An easy way to do this is just by telling them to be responsible for what they have. That's something I always tell my children. It's like, we want to take care of what we have. If you want to have it, you have to be responsible for taking care of it. So you can tell that to your child and you can start thinking about what chores you're going to give them and make sure that they're going to be responsible for and do it in a fun, light way. It doesn't have to be like, I'm giving you chores. You, you better start earning your own around here. You could just say, we got to be responsible for what we have and take care of it. So here's what we're going to start doing if you haven't started already. And if you've started, bravo to you and keep doing it. So I look forward to coming back here with you all. We got a lot to talk about. I'm looking forward to the executive functioning skills episode now because I got a lot to say on that. Uh, But keep coming back, bring a friend, and I will see you all next time. Peace, everybody.